Welcome to Her Money's Worth, a community and podcast focused on helping you to sort out your money, navigate the world of investing and build long-term wealth. You're joined by your host, Olivia, and each week we deepen our knowledge about all things finance and ensure we're getting our money's worth from every hard-earned dollar. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to our second episode of 2023 of the Her Money's Worth podcast. This week we're going to be getting into the process of goal setting and this is one of two parts that we started last week that's all about reflecting on last year and setting our goals for this year. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, it would be absolutely fantastic if you went back, listened to that first, and then came over and listened to today's podcast. But if you don't want to, don't worry. Today's episode will still make sense and will be a great process for you to use to set your goals and make sure you reach them in the next 12 months. If you did listen last week, however, you will remember that by the end of last week's episode, we wanted to have a hold of one to three general areas to do with finance that we wanted to set goals around. And now today we're gonna be looking at the year ahead and do some specific planning for those areas to actually support you to reach some specific goals. So instead of just saying generally, I wanna save a bit of money, we're gonna get really specific today. We're gonna talk about different things that are gonna actually set you up to be able to achieve that and see exactly how you will achieve that. And, going to be really good. This is going to include four specific steps. And last week, it'll be really good for you to jot down some answers or maybe just some plans as we're going through and you listen to each specific step. So you can sort of think, okay, for this step, that's what I'm going to do, because I'm going to give you obviously some ideas, some examples of some goals, some ways you can action them. But at the end of the day, Personal finance is always personal. So when we're talking about reflection or we're talking about goal setting and what you want to achieve, my examples and my journey is not going to be your journey. It's not going to be the person next to you's journey. It's not going to be a sister's. It's not going to be a best friend. So everything is going to be specific to you. So I will try to give you a really good framework that you can action. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to think about your own experiences, your own reflection of last year and what's actually achievable for you as well. We wanna be really practical and really realistic because that's how we get momentum. If we are realistic and we focus on things we can achieve and we achieve them, that continues to give us the motivation to continue to move the needle on different things. So let's move into step one for this episode. And what I want you to do firstly is to have a look ahead at what the next 12 months look like for you. Mainly in terms of income is what we're looking for. And I'll explain what I mean by that. But also things like what you might have happening for you this year. So for this step, if you've got a notepad, something that I would really encourage you to do is, especially if you're a visual person like I am, jot down a little timeline or calendar of the next two months. So for example, you might write January, this is what's happening. February, this is what's happening. And we're looking for how we're making money. For some people, that could just be really easy to answer. Some people, it might be a little bit more complicated. And we're also looking for big things happening, okay? For example, are you working, and these are sort of some questions you can ask yourself, but for example, are you working in the same way you were last year 
And will you have the same income? Again, for some people, this is super easy because it's like, yeah, I'm just going to be working full time, nine to five, same income. Um, and I get paid fortnightly. That's a that's super easy if that's you. And that's really great for goal setting and continuity and understanding what's coming up. Um, for some people, it might be a little bit different. Perhaps you might be thinking, um, I'm actually moving into part-time work or I'm doing a little bit of freelance or I've got a couple of jobs or maybe you know I'm doing nine to five for the first six months, but then it's gonna change. That's why I kind of want you to map out exactly what your year looks like for you. If you can do this and you can have a pretty good guess, it doesn't have to be exact, but if you can do this, it'll be great because we'll know exactly what money we have to work with. If you don't know how much money is going to come in, um, just do your best guess, okay? Just do your best guess and then think about maybe as well, will you have to draw down on any savings or will you have to be a bit more flexible or is there a way that you've got sort of in your back pocket that you can make more money? So I guess what I'm sort of thinking about is if people are planning on going on an extended holiday or if people are going on maternity leave and things are going to change up or if you're moving state or interstate and you're going to have a a month or a couple of months where money might be different. So just have a think about what the year looks like for you and think about how much money you're going to be able to access and consider how much spare of it you might be able to allocate to some goals. So this kind of gets into that idea of thinking about budgeting and expenses as well. But at the moment, I would just encourage you to go through and be like, okay, this is happening in January, this happening in February, especially if the year looks a bit different or flexible for you. Another question to ask yourself when we're mapping out our year is, do you have any big life things or life events coming up that might impact how you set goals for this year? I mentioned a couple before, but other things to consider are, are you having a baby? Are you moving? Are you having a surgery or is someone close to you having a surgery or perhaps unwell? We talked about that a bit in last week's episode. Um, Are you doing some renovations? Are you going overseas? Um, Anything else exciting? Do you need to make a big purchase that you already know? Like, for example, if you know that your car's on its last legs, is that going to be coming up this year? I would just note that down somewhere and maybe note it down in your timeline. Like, okay, I'm having a baby in June. So, you know, you're going to pop that one in there just to consider. Now, what I want you to do in this first step, now we sort of mapped out a year. So maybe you've paused and you've come back. You can do that if you'd like. Um, I want you to take those things that we set from last week's episode that we talked about setting some goals around and think about whether you can take action on those things based on our yearly plan. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, basically what we did was we, by the end of the episode, had between one to three focuses that we wanted to set some goals around in this week's episode. You can just have a think about that now. So what are the focuses you want to set goals around in 2023? So for example, if you were going to go for three, you could have that you wanted to start investing in the stock market, you wanted to sort out your super And also perhaps you wanted to start making sure that you were taking lunch to work every day. That would be three focuses that I would think were pretty manageable. You might also just be like, no, actually, I'm just going to have one focus. And that is to save a substantial amount to my house deposit. So I hope that gives you some ideas. Have a think about some now and let's continue on with the episode. So now that we've all got our focuses that we're going to be working with for this episode, we need to be thinking about these focuses in terms of two things. Firstly, thinking about your income and then secondly, thinking about your life plans. So if in last 
week's episode, you said, I really want to make a really great um, start on saving for my house deposit with my partner. We really want to do that. And, you know, you were thinking you're going to save heaps of money for the year. But now you're looking at your year and you're thinking, right, we're having a baby in August. We've got, um, I don't know, a family trip in March that we've got to go away for. Um, You know, there's a whole heap of stuff coming up for you in the year. Are you going to be able to meet that goal? And if yes, you still might be able to with lots of things coming up, you still might be able to chip away at it. And that's something that I advocate for is definitely, you know, even if you're putting a little bit away, let's move the needle forward. But how is that going to kind of look for you? Or, you know, alternatively, you might be saying, yeah, I really wanted to make headway on the on the house deposit. And you might look at a year and think, well, great, you know, I'm, I'm doing nine to five. I'm actually getting a pay rise next year. I don't really have much on. Um, let's make this the year that we really get into that goal. And if you're looking forward, you can actually think, well, I'm going to be doing this really huge goal. I'm going to save for a house deposit this year or, you know, get a big chunk towards it. I'm actually going to forward think and not book in some huge things to do. I'm not going to renovate something or I'm not going to commit to that trip. I'm actually going to put everything into this goal because I really want it. And now I'm looking forward to my 12 months. I can actually look forward and be like, yeah, I can actually make a huge sort of headway on this goal. So that's the perk of looking 12 months ahead. If in your areas that we looked at last week um, and you're thinking, yeah, I really don't think I'm going to make any headway on this at all in the next 12 months, that's okay. Just just pop it to the side. We can still think about it. We could still maybe put some habit goals towards it um, and just sort of leave it there in the back of your mind and think about some things that we could make some progress on. And the reason that I recommend one to three goals is because we can't do everything in 12 months. 12 months is a long time, yes, but it's also not a long time. You know, it can go past so quickly. And if we're thinking about money and finance, we can't normally say, or most people can't normally say on their own income that they're going to buy a house, buy a new car and spend two months in Europe. Sometimes those things just aren't achievable. So if we think about one to three goals, it might be, um, I'm gonna buy a new car. It might be, I'm going to start putting $50 a week into the stock market to invest. And it also might be that you're going to be starting to take lunch to work every day. That's something I think that you could like knock over in 12 months, absolutely. And of course, again, it depends on your income and your personal finance journey. So you are thinking specifically about what you can achieve. Just to wrap up for this step, make sure you've mapped out what the next 12 months looks for you, looks like for you in terms of income. Have a think about what you want to work on and look to see whether it's going to be achievable. And before we move on to step two, have one to three things in mind that we're going to now specifically look at putting into some actual goals. Okay, so now we've got the things that we want to work on, improve on, goals we want to kind of hit. And we're going to just do a bit of a classic SMART goals acronym. SMART goals really do challenge us to set goals that we will actually achieve. And I really like it. I think it's super simple, but it just really helps to keep us accountable. So let me explain and go through it. And I'm going to use the example of saving for a holiday as the goal we want to achieve this year. The S stands for specific. We need to make the goal specific. So I'm going to say that we need to save $10,000 by November this year. It's January now, giving myself about 10 months, for example. Perfect. We know we need 10 grand by that. 
Second point is the M is measurable. So that basically means by November, I need to be able to see if I've reached this goal. Okay. I'm going to be able to see if I've got the 10 grand or not. Okay. That's not going to be a mystery to me. Is it in the account or have I spent it towards the holiday or not? Again, we want it to be measurable. So if you're putting a goal around something like, I just want to save more money. What does that mean? Okay. When by, how much, what's it for? This is what we mean by measurable. Okay. If you just say you want to save more money this year, when you get to December, how are you going to know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You might look at your bank account and be like, yeah, I did save more, but it would be much more effective, motivating, and I guess beneficial if it is specific. We want an amount because you'll strive to that amount. And also if it's measurable, because we'll be able to say, yes, we've done it. We've actually ticked off what we specifically wanted to achieve. Our A is attainable. This one's super important, okay? And that's what I was talking about at the start of the episode when I said, this needs to be achievable for you. This needs to be realistic, okay? Don't say you're going to save 50 grand this year if you make 70K. It's not going to happen, okay? Even if you're side hustling, even if you get a bit of a pain, it's probably not going to happen. Okay. So just be realistic with what you can achieve because the risk, if you're not realistic is you will, you won't achieve the goal. It's, it's extremely demotivating. So we need to do some maths now to work out if this is attainable. Let's say we start in Feb because we're talking about in Jan, we'll give ourselves, you know, some time to get organized, set our systems up. We're going to give ourselves 10 months from February to November. To achieve this goal for our holiday, we need $10,000 by. This means we need to save $1,000 every month, okay? We're going to now look at our income. So we're going to go back to the map of the year and say, oh, yeah, great, we're working nine to five. So we know exactly what we're getting or we're doing freelance and we're easily clearing a certain amount, okay? So you know, can we actually save $1,000 a week? We need $250 every week to save. So break it down to that granule. What do you need weekly? Or what do you need fortnightly if you get paid fortnightly? If you can and you know based on your income that you can save that $250 a week, amazing. Tick, we'll move on, okay? If not, you're going to have some choices. Choice one is you can adjust the goal and aim for less. Let's say we're going to just do $200 a week, make it a little bit easier for ourselves. We'll have a little bit less spending money on the holiday. That's okay. Or we can change your budget up. This is why it's important to have a flexible budget that I always talk about and advocate for because we can allocate ourselves maybe a little bit less fun money for a year to reach the goal. So we're sacrificing, you know, one less item for ourselves on the fortnight in terms of like shopping and enjoying or one less meal out to reach this goal of the holiday and actually have a really lovely holiday with you know spare spending money for us to have a great time that's an option two option three my personal favorite is we could increase our income we could say we've got 10 months to save this holiday i'm gonna start side hustling so we'll talk about side hustling more in the year but you could do surveys, get an extra job, pick up an extra shift if your career job allows that. To say, example, you're a nurse, you could do things like negotiating pay rise, get a promotion, get a new job. So there are all options throughout the year if you want some more money. Depending on how seriously you take that, depending on how much you value your time, enjoy your job, there's so much to think about, but that's an option too. So you've got three of those options there. Adjust the goal, adjust your budget, or earn more. Once you've decided on that, then we need to make sure that the goal is attainable. So say we've realized, well, $1,000 a month is just not going to work for us. Okay, let's bring it down to the 200 
but maybe you'll do some, like you can do a combination of those things. So you could easily be like, oh, we'll bring the goal down a bit, but like maybe if I side hustle a bit for the couple of months before, we'll take that money too. Next part of the acronym is relevant. We, we are looking at the R now, so we're spelling out SMART. And relevant is just about making it relevant to you and your goals. This is just so important. I talk about this all day long in terms of personal finance. And I often refer to it and lots of people refer to it as their financial why. This is kind of like your financial why part of the goal. If it's a holiday, which we're using for the example, it's probably relevant, right? So you're like, oh, I want to go on this holiday. It's going to be awesome. We're really excited for it. You are, you are going to feel related to that goal. You're going to feel like it's important to you. But if your goal is just to save, like I said before, it's just a bit of an airy fairy, oh, I want to save more, yeah, um, because you think you need to be, you probably won't save as much. I'm not saying you won't save, but you probably won't save as much and you probably won't uh, hit that goal as easily um, because you're not, you're not associating that action with something that's going to benefit you. You're not seeing it play out in something you like. Sometimes with finance or often with finance, just intrinsic motivation of like, yep, I'm just going to do this because it's not enough. Okay. So I'd be really think encouraging you to think about your why here. You know, again, if it's investing and I want to talk more about investing, if it's, I just want to invest because, well, you, you probably won't do it. Or like I saw someone else doing it or everyone's doing it. People are telling me to do it. What does that mean to you? It means nothing. If it's because you want to have a lovely retirement, that might motivate you. If it's because you want to have some form of financial freedom in 10, 20 years and work part time, that might mean something to you. Okay, attaching a relevance for a money goal is crucial because it will keep you motivated when it gets boring, which it will. Okay, I think personal finance is extremely exciting. Not everyone does. Um, Lots of people don't actually. Um, My friendship group would attest to the fact they probably think it's boring and I want to talk about it often. But we'll lose momentum when it gets boring or it just gets like, oh, I've got to save this again instead of spending on something lovely that I want now. It is hard. So making sure that we have something relevant to us is super, super important. So we've got our holiday. It's relevant to us. Tick. But if you're if you've got another goal, if you're saying, okay, I've talked about heaps of examples here, but I'm just thinking about another one. If you're like, I want to take work to lunch, uh, lunch to work every day. Why are you doing that? How's that going to be relevant to you? Okay, you could attach that maybe to the fact that you're then going to save $50 a week and that's going straight to your investment account. Awesome. Okay, so think about what is relevant. Last one is our T. Okay, it needs to be timely. Okay, this is about ensuring you have a deadline. Let me give you an example of why deadline works. If you've ever been in a book club, I have, I love books. Um, maybe you don't, but let me give you an example. If you know that the book club is meeting in a week, and you've got half the book to read, you will read that book. You will steam through that because you don't want to turn up to the book club not having read the book, okay? If your boss says, I need this report done in five hours by the end of the day, you will steam through that report because you don't want to disappoint someone, okay? A timeline is important. It tells us when the end of it is. Remember maybe at uni or at high school, when you had something due the next day, you stayed up all night. Because it was due, you had a deadline. You wouldn't have stayed up all night or you wouldn't have, you know, done it for four hours that night instead of going out with your friends if it wasn't due. Okay, so our deadline keeps us motivated, it keeps us focused, and it makes us plan out, hopefully, our time so we can meet it. Okay, in the case of our lovely holiday that we're looking forward to, we have a timeline. 
it's November, okay? And that will mean that we're going to meet that goal more likely, okay? But that doesn't mean we don't need to plan out saving as we get to it. We can't just get to September and then go, oh, I need 10K. It's not going to happen. So have a think about when your deadline is. If you're thinking about doing something for the preparation of a baby, well, you've, you've got a perfect deadline there. It's coming in June, for example. So yeah, just have a think about when is your deadline. And if you can give yourself a little mid, mid-year or midway check-in. So if you've got six months to achieve this goal or it's by December, have a think when's a mid-year check-in so you can see how you are going. Remember with this, your goal can be just about saving or investing a certain amount or buying something, or it can be a habit goal. Okay, it can be taking lunch to work, it can be cycling, it can be walking more, it can be going to the library to get books instead of borrowing them. It can be that sort of goal too, but just go through the SMART acronym and see how you can make your goal fit into that and write it down on your notepad if you need to, right? What's the S, what's the M, what's the A, and what's the R and the T, okay? And just to recap, it's specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. Okay, so we've kind of done the hard work now and step three and step four are a little bit shorter. So we're going to go through these quickly. Now we're at step three. You should have one to three goals and they should have been put through your SMART acronym. So if they haven't, go back, do that, or just have a little bit of a think like, yeah, these can easily go through the SMART acronym. That's totally fine too. And we should know exactly what we want to do and achieve this year. Now in this step, step three, I want you to communicate these goals or this goal with yourself and another trusted person. I think this is really important. And I know a lot of people say, don't tell anyone your goals, like work in silence. I understand that. And I don't think you need to put it on the internet or tell your whole entire group of friends what your goals are and what your finance goals are. I know that would make a lot of people uncomfortable, but I do think you need to actively communicate with yourself and I'll explain what that means. And I do think you need to communicate it with another trusted person if you can. So to communicate your goals with yourself, this is more so about putting them somewhere you can review or see them. There's, I don't have the statistics, but I probably should have because that would have been a good one. But if you write your goals down, you're so much more likely to achieve your goals. And I have experienced this time and time again as well. Um, And if you can see them often, it's going to keep you on track. It's going to keep you reminding yourself why and what you're doing this year. This can be however you like. This can be as extreme as creating your vision board or it can just be a note of them in front of your diary or it could be one I really like is a sticky note on your laptop sort of at the bottom underneath your keyboard. You know where that blank space is. Maybe it can be there as a little reminder. Um, But yeah, just having a think about where can you communicate themselves, just write them down, have a think about them and remind yourself that this is what you're going to be achieving for the next 12 months. That's it for communicating with yourself. The next part of this is to communicate your goals with another person. And if you have a partner, this is probably them. Even if you don't share money, there's a strong chance that you saving money for something specific or starting to invest or putting energy into a specific goal of prepping lunch or doing something a bit differently, or starting to learn about money may impact them, especially if you live together. So by communicating with this, hopefully you can get some support to follow through. They might even get on board with you. So I think it's really important. And I think it's more so just about having someone that can kindly keep you accountable. So if it's your partner and you're you know, looking to buy something together or you're looking to plan a trip, 
you can talk to them about it and say, oh, remember we sort of set that goal at the start. Does this align? I've planned out my 12 months. This wasn't in it. Where can we take from the budget or give to the budget? Or yeah, it's just another sounding board. So if you've got a partner, it might be them. It might, it doesn't have to be, but it might be them. If it's early days, maybe it's not, but yeah, just have a think about that. And if you don't have a partner, then who is your trusted person? Maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a good friend. Um, And I think a lot of people don't have people to talk about money with. Maybe their parents aren't open to talking about it. Maybe their friendship group doesn't talk about it, but just have a think, is there someone in your life that you think you could raise this with? Maybe it's a work friend, okay? I think talking about money and, and bringing in the money conversation can be difficult and something I'll probably have a talk about or maybe do an episode on at some point this year. But just have a think, is there someone that you can just communicate and say, hey, this is what I really want to achieve this year? And they might just, you know, they might bring it up in a month and say, well, how are you going with that? I know you wanted to achieve this in a couple of months. And that would just be a really great sounding board for you and someone to keep you accountable. And I think there is this thing of when we communicate our goals with someone, we then think, oh, if I don't, you know, if I don't achieve that, then I'm going to look a bit silly. And, and it's not about that. You won't look silly if you fail with a goal. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's more so just the fact of someone else knows they can keep you accountable and you can have someone else to motivate you on. We're on step four now. And I know I keep saying that every step is so important. Everything is so important, but I really do think that step four is the step that's going to make sure you don't fail because this is the step where we're actually going to act on the goal. We're going to do the work here and we're going to automate anything we can. So this might, if you're on a walk or you're driving right now, this might be something you need to come back to because this is where we're going to be doing some actionable things. So let me give you an example. Put simply here, if your goal for the year is to save $200 a week to your house deposit, all the lovely holiday we were talking about. Sorry, I forgot about that. Whatever it is, you need to now, whilst you're motivated listening to this, okay, when you stop driving, you go back home or whatever tonight, you need to go and set up a separate bank account called house deposit or called holiday, okay, whatever it is, and set up a direct debit for $200 to go in after every payday. Okay, if that is your goal and you need to think, okay, I paid on Tuesday, it's in my bank on Wednesday, I don't know, Wednesday or Thursday set up. So it's taken out of your bank account. And I feel like I talk about this all the time, but I don't think that people do this. I think that this is a rarity. So if you don't do this, this is going to be an absolute game changer. And the reason why is because as soon as you get paid, okay, that money's there. If, if it's taken and put somewhere else, you then can't see it. It doesn't need to be a locked account or anything. It's more so about just moving it somewhere called holiday or called house deposit that you're going to see it build up. That's going to be really motivating, really exciting. And it's also going to remind you, don't touch that because it's taking it away from your big goal this year. Okay. So please do that. And this is, this is when it's about money and saving or putting something aside to reach a goal or putting something aside to invest. Um, And I'm gathering that most people will have a goal around that. Now, it may require a new budget and a review of your money management systems. It may require that. And this is more of a, this is an in-depth conversation for another episode. I've talked about it before, definitely. But I can put 
forward a few things that for most financial goals, I'd probably get you to do a quick review of the following. So do you have a budget in place or just a rough budget in place? Do you have separate accounts for different categories of money? So what I'm saying is kind of like what I've just told you to do. What I think is really great for money management for everyone is to have one account where it's got your necessities in it, one account where it's got your sort of life money, one account where it's got your little splurge money, and then maybe savings accounts like I'm telling you to set up. Do you have a way to see where your money, where you're actually spending your money and where it's going? Like, do you go to your app and review it or do you just never do that? Um, And then lastly, I'd say, are you happy with your bank? Um, And the reason that I'm saying, are you happy with your bank is because does your bank allow you to set up different um, bank accounts. That's kind of what you wanna do. And does your bank allow you to see how you're spending? So lots of the new banks, um, lots of the online banks have, they'll kind of put them into categories. So you've spent this much on shopping, you spent this much on petrol, you spent this much, um, I can't even remember what the accounts are now, but yeah, they put them into different categories so you can see how much you spent. which is really, really good for reviewing and setting goals. So those are the four things I'd get you to do a really quick review of in this doing the work bit, okay? And now this is a conversation for another day, so please make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast however you listen because I will be definitely dropping more episodes on reviewing your systems and your budget and making sure that you've got bank accounts that work for you, but that's just a quick review. So do you have a budget? Do you have separate accounts for different categories? Do you have a way to see what you're actually spending? And do you like your bank? Does it work for you? That's basically how you're going to put money aside to save or money aside to invest. You need to automate it, okay? That is that is the game changer. That is how you will achieve your goal, okay? So do not skip this step. Do not say to yourself, oh, I'm just gonna transfer it when, when payday comes. You won't do it. Or you'll have a difficult month and money will get tight and or it'll be your birthday money will get you'll be putting money towards going out you'll skip a month you'll skip a fortnight but you know when you won't skip a month or a fortnight if it's automated i promise you okay i this year haven't been working as regularly like i left my nine to five did some casual work did some freelance everything was all over the place and i still had it automated to invest 350 dollars every fortnight not a huge amount but yep without fail I have done that every fortnight this year, even when times got tough, even when money got a bit, ooh, um, even when I wasn't working for a couple of weeks, it, it was invested, didn't matter. Please, that is so important. If your money goals are a bit more of a habit here, I still want you to do the work, okay? I know you don't need to automate anything, but you still need to do the work. For example, if it's food prep, okay, you need to decide how you're gonna do this and set a plan, maybe write it down, okay? Or schedule it into your diary. Is it going to be cooking double for dinner every night or is it going to be an hour on Sunday? Okay. If you want to walk or ride to work, what does this include? Is it organizing your clothes each night before bed? Is it putting your bike next to the door? Okay. Do some reflection, get out your notepad where you've written down your goals already, your SMART goals, and you've put them through the acronym and write down, okay, I'm actually going to do, I'm going to put my gym clothes out because I want to make sure that I'm riding to work twice a week and that's how I'm going to save a little bit of money from that. Okay. In addition, what I would say, okay, is if you are doing something to save a bit of extra money, I would think about how much you're saving from that. So for example, if you know you spend $20 every day getting lunch and coffee at work and you decided, I'm not doing that this year, I'm going to have one day out a week 
and then other four days I'm going to have coffee at work and I'm going to bring my lunch. That means you should be saving $80 a week. I would transfer that $80 into an account for something. Okay, like I said before, get that automation going. Every time you get paid, the $80 you were going to spend on lunch is now going into account called house deposit or called potential investing, or maybe it's even called splurge money. Okay, maybe you actually going to say, I'm not going to bother doing lunch out because I want to splurge on a brunch and a cocktail on the weekend. And that's going to be my splurge money now. Okay, that's great. Um, again, so perhaps you say, I'm going to have a six month stint of not buying books. Okay, sign up to the library now, make a trip there while you feel motivated to get some books, put some great books on reserve, and then you know you're going to do it instead of going, oh, I'm just going to go to the beautiful gift shop and spend $40 on a book. If you're going to get rid of your gym memberships this year and just, you know, do runs and walks or go to the local pool, which is a lot cheaper, download the apps, go to the local pool, get a yearly membership. Okay, chat to a friend tee up a walk every Wednesday, do the work. Okay. Whatever it is, we're motivated. Let's do the work. And that is it from this episode. You have done it. And I know that you would have gotten something helpful or a helpful tip in this episode, even if you are a practiced goal setter. Remember, we cannot change the world or do everything in 12 months. So let's just focus on one or a couple of actionable things that are going to make the difference in moving the needle forward a little bit for our financial situation. Imagine how amazing you are going to feel in December 2023 when you have absolutely smashed the goals that you have set today. So set them, communicate with them, make them smart, and then do the work. Until next week, good luck with all of your goals and I'll chat to you for another episode about all things money then. This is just a quick note to say that nothing on this podcast is financial advice and nothing said on this podcast should be used as the basis for any financial decisions relating to any financial products. I'm not a financial advisor and the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with the education you need to continue doing your own research. Thank you.